Blog Talk Radio. Fight, fight, fight for Washington State. Win the victory. Win the day for crimson and gray. Best in the West. We know you'll all do your best. So on, 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 fight to the end. Honor and glory you must win. So fight, fight, fight for Washington State and Vic. Sorry. Hopefully this is going to go a little bit better for me than volunteers did at that point for John Candy. Anyway, I'm Michael Preston live here on the Coog Center Hour. That is a bit of a tease, a bit of a lie right now. I will admit that uh, because this show is only going to be a half hour. But for the sake of marketing consistency, we're going to keep it the Coog Center Hour. We teased this a couple of weeks ago on our actually uh, last week on Twitter uh, that we had done this. Um, I want to start out this show at least uh, by giving a big, big thank you uh, to the guys at SB Nation. They did a lot of hard work with Blog Talk Radio to be able to get us uh, this. What we're getting here is a premium account that allows us to talk to you guys live, interact with you live, do basically, you know, obviously what the name of the company is. It's live radio shows, and uh, that's the fantastic part. Is uh, it, it keep you know we get this for free, and it is not without their incredibly hard work. Uh, that we would be here. Um, just, I guess, for reference, what you know, why we're so happy with this. Uh, I can do this live, obviously, and you know what? It's not like the podcast where I, I where you know, you guys sometimes don't know what goes on behind the scenes so much. I have to edit so much of that behind the scenes, edit in a lot of stuff. But for instance, if I really want to, I can just. Hey, do this America! Now. Did you miss my hot breath in your ear? The one of, that was one of my favorite, favorite, favorite. Quotes, and I can also sticking with Will Ferrell. I invented this. the piano key necktie. I invented it. What have you done, Derek? Nothing. You've done nothing. Nothing. So that's kind of what we're looking at as we as we develop uh, our blog talk radio, our, our the Coog Center Hour. Uh, this summer, we're gonna kind of do you know some more random stuff. We obviously have Cougar stuff to talk about right now. Uh, as it pertains to football, a lot of that, we're going to get to uh, some schedule changes for football in the future. Uh, whether that Seattle game should exist at all, we'll dig that one up again. We'll also touch on uh, the comments made by those Atlanta radio hosts, I guess I should say ex-radio hosts, about Steve Gleason. We'll do that a little bit later as well. But, I, you know, I, right now I want to just go over a uh, big thank you to SB Nation, how this is all going to work. Uh, later on in the show, if you guys want to call in, you can do just that, 347 324 3857. The nice thing about that, the number will never change. You can write it down, put it in your phone right now. That's the Coop Center Hour number, 347-324-3857. And yes, that is a New York City area code because that's where Blog Talk Radio is based. And I'm sorry, it's not toll-free, but can't just be giving out toll-free numbers, I guess. Uh, so we're going to be doing this as often as we can every other week uh, until fall camp starts. And then we're going every week for an hour uh, at least through the end of football season. We'll see how good the basketball team is to facilitate a little interest in doing an entire hour uh, when it comes to that. But we're really excited about this. Uh, this is kind of a, a good test run for us here, at least initially uh, getting to this and um, seeing how it really goes, seeing what your guys' interest in it is as well. I think in a couple of weeks we're going to do a summer beer and liquor edition. That's going to tie into one of our new segments later on that I have come up with, the libation of the week. Yes, we're going to do that in addition to our dunderhead of the week. We'll also do ask Michael anything on occasion as well because I, I do like those questions. I like 
a really random, you know, hey, Michael, first date, where should you take a girl? The correct answer to that is uh, not Burger Master, although in the case of my wife, that apparently was the correct answer. That's where we took her for my first real date. Yeah, we went to the Cougar first real date, then got back to Seattle. We went to Burger Master. So I, I really shelled out the big bucks for my wife. Yeah, guys, I'm totally amazed. She married me. I don't know how I got that lucky. So we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the football schedule coming up in, you know, we're scheduling years out. So two to three years or next year and the next season after that. And then apparently a decade from now when I'll be 35 years old. Oof. That's all coming up on the Coog Center Hour right here on Block Talk Radio. Radio. And by the way, until we can sell some advertising, if I have an intrepid listener out there who would like to sell some advertising, I will object to a little extra money. The fight song will be our break song. So I, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I do. But of course, you're a WSU fan. You love it just as much as I do. It turns out plenty to talk about uh, this week, unlike most weeks in the summer when it stays pretty boring over on the Palooza. And this is kind of the time of year a lot of guys in the athletic department, heck, in the university overall. They take vacations around this time of the year. I know a few SIDs that I know, not specifically at WSU, but they'll take two, three-week vacations right now. They'll get the heck out of Dodge until things get busy again in the fall. But we have had some news to uh, to deal with uh, so far. Uh, the Wisconsin games, I guess you could say games, have been pushed back to 2022-2023. That's a long way to go back, and we'll, we'll talk about those in a little bit as well, but uh, Something that had been rumored for a long time, uh, and it finally came true this week, Washington State schedules a home-and-home home, uh, with Rutgers and the Starlet Knights. You remember when they were a really good football team going to a couple of really good bowls a few years back? Well, Washington State has scheduled a home-and-home home with them next season, uh, not 2013-2014, rather. They will open at CenturyLink Field in the annual Seattle game. Uh we mentioned this on the side earlier this week. Craig kind of touched on it a little bit, and I want to get to it as well. If you're going to have to have a Seattle game, and I, I will say I've I've come farther away from my opinion earlier on where this is an absolute necessity to have this game. We must have this game uh, if we want to be a viable athletic department. The new Pac-12 media deal, all that good jazz, has not made this game as big of a necessity, I believe. Is the athletic department still bringing money? Yes. And Bill Moose is still of the mindset that we need every last penny we can get. And that's always a good thing in your athletic director to have. Have as much money coming in as humanly possible. But I, I'm thinking that, you know, this game becomes less and less and less of a necessity. 
scheduling this with all that money you've got coming in, and you're doing a grand total of $140 million in renovations to Martin Stadium. And then plus what – I can't remember how much the south side of this – what's dominantly referred to, I guess, is the student section side renovations – I can't remember how much those cost when they widen the concourse. And then on the uh, – that's the east end zone, uh, those renovations as well. I can't remember exactly how much those cost, but you're talking nearly $200 million, $200 million bucks in renovations to Martin Stadium, and you're not playing all six game home games you have there on a yearly basis. Now, I understand $60 million of that's for the football team themselves to improve training, this, that, and the other thing. Also, it's going to house the WSU Hall of Fame, Will, the new football operations building. But you look at all that money you're spending, and then you just go and play a game in Seattle. And I, I understand the logistics of getting to Pullman. Hell, I'm, I'm staring at my window at Los Angeles right now. The logistics for me are even more murderous for the people in Seattle. Okay, it takes a heck of a lot more. I'm not saying you know my plight's any worse, but I understand the logistics of getting to a Cougar football game every year. I've been to one uh, since they played Idaho State to start the 2011 season. That was a real joy too, watching Jeff tool break is called, but that's another subject entirely. But is, is this really still a case where people or, or schools are just so turned off by coming to Pullman? Is it, I, I, I don't buy the whole, it's tough to travel to Pullman thing. I just don't get, I don't buy it anymore. It's really not that difficult. For a football team, okay, maybe a little bit more so. You might have to get a hotel in Spokane, but even then it's a bus ride down in the morning. If the game's played in the afternoon, it's not like it makes that big of a dent in your day. If you really, really wanted to, you might even be able to get a hotel in Lewiston, although those are probably booked out way ahead of time for a football game. But see if you could swing and deal with a hotel. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about here, but it, I, I don't understand the logistical nightmare that so many schools profess it to be to get to Pullman. Somehow, when the conference was still at 10 teams, when you played, you know, half at home, half away every year, USC managed to get there every other year. Arizona managed to get there every other year. Everybody managed to get there every other year. And we didn't hear too many complaints. Heck, you heard more complaints about the facilities on game day, about the visiting team having to go all the way to the PEB for their locker room. And that is a long – you had to walk down the breezeway between Smith – or. Uh, between Bowler and and uh, Hollingberry, go out in front of Bowler and then into the pep. That's a long way to go for halftime. I don't blame them for complaining about that at all. It's being improved now. You're getting into the new building. The Cougars will have their locker room in there, and I'm assuming they will just transfer the Bowler locker room to the visiting team. I understand those objections that the game day is not as easy for you if you are a visiting team. But don't tell me just getting there is difficult. Don't tell me that's the deterrent. What, the deterrent is a four-and-a-half-hour flight with a bus ride the next day? It's really not that big a deal. Heck, I, I'm sure if you really wanted to, you could work out a deal with an area high school in Spokane to work out there on Friday if you really wanted to get there early. You can't use Joe Alby, obviously, because they're having a game of the week every week. I, be, I believe that's out where I've not – Really sure how the GSL works in that sense, but I believe there's a game of the week at Joe Alby every week. Okay, you can, fine, you can't practice there. Heck, check with Eastern Washington, see if their field's available for rent. But you could still find somewhere to practice if you don't want to take that hour and a half bus ride down to do a walkthrough and then go all the way back up. Okay, but even then, 
Spend that time on the bus studying. Study what you're going to be running that week. What are we doing this week? What offense are we running? What do we need to keep an eye on? Have them watch film. I know so many programs have everything on tablets now. You're telling me these guys can't plug their headphones in, play a little music, and watch more film for an hour and a half? You're telling me more time studying that you can supervise them studying is a bad thing. When This got even more asinine in basketball when Lute Olsen would always complain about having to stay in Spokane. Dude, you didn't have to. You just wanted to stay at the Davenport. Give it up, brother. You could have stayed at the Best Western in Moscow. Nobody's stopping you. But I, I guess I – when – WSU fans say, you know, well, it's tough to get to Pullman, so we have to make concessions for these bigger teams. I believe there were years USC was in the top five, and they still somehow managed to drag themselves to Pullman. Years USC was contending for a national title, and they still managed to get to the Palouse. Oh, I know it must have been so hard on them, but they did still manage to get there. So why is it a big issue, or or is it an issue that's manufactured because you want to justify having a game in Seattle? And believe me, I understand it from the money standpoint. But Pullman's your home. It provides a home field advantage unlike a lot in NCAA football, if you fill the place up, of course. In the last few years, you haven't been full, so there's not been a huge home field advantage. But it is still hard for fan, casual fans to get to. And they may not want to make the trip. But I guess I just don't buy into it's It's tough. You know, I, I know these other teams object to coming to Pullman. I just don't buy their reasons. I don't buy it. All right? Oh, it's the travel. It's so hard. We have to fly all the way across the country. It happens all the time. Okay, next. Well, the bus ride's really long. I told you what you can do with them, or you can practice up in Spokane if you want to do a walkthrough. Okay, next. What's your problem? Well, it's still a long drive on game day. Leave a little earlier. Wake them up. Make them go to bed early the night before. They should be doing that anyway. they got a football game the next day. Well, the flight home will take a while. It's a Sunday. Okay, man? They don't got to go to school till Monday, and you bring tutors on the trip with you. It's really not that big a deal. However, I get that we are, you know, making the concession here for them to come to Seattle. It makes it easier on them, obviously. And if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. But I, I, I wonder at what point does either Bill Moose or the athletic director to follow him put his foot down and say, look, you're coming to Pullman. You are coming to Pullman. And I realize that, you know, you put as big of a buyout clause in that home-and-home home as you can to make it as unappetizing as possible. But maybe you scare some teams away. Make the buyout clause bigger. Make it $2 million bucks to get out of it. Make it that big. Will you scare away some teams? Yeah, you will. Nobody's going to want to pay that. But, you know, Wisconsin's been put, pushing this home and home back for a long time. Because they probably don't want to, you know, maybe it's a, like, like Craig mentioned, maybe you just want to push it down the road for the next AD to deal with. And maybe you will scare teams away by making that buyout so huge. But you've got to put your foot down at some point, and especially if you expect this team to improve the way we think it will. If we think this team is going to be as good as it should be, teams should start coming to Pullman. You've got to meet us in Pullman. The Seattle game's all fine and dandy, okay? I enjoy it every time I go. But at some point, it's got to end. 
We've got to get back to playing six games a year in Pullman. I know it's a remote spot, but it's got to happen. Trust me. And by the way, I love the scheduling of a game in 2022-2023 when the guys who are going to be playing in that game are like, what, learning long division right now? Are just becoming interested in girls? (laughs) I can't even think tomorrow ahead, barely. But you're thinking 10 years down the road for football when God knows who's going to be the head coach. Hopefully so, Mike Leach, because he's done good things. We've been able to keep him here. But when you've won God knows how many national championships, am I right? Probably not. You can tweet me. Go to Twitter. Use the hashtag Coog Center Hour. You can tweet some questions there. You can also send them send them to me via email, Podcast at gmail.com. Or if you really want to call and talk about this, 347-324-3857. That's 347-324-3857. Talk about some football scheduling if you would so like. If not, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about those Atlanta radio hosts and the Steve Gleason issue, and I'm going to tell you why you need to forgive these guys. I know it sounds weird. Steve Gleason did it earlier this week, uh, just yesterday, in fact, and I'm going to tell you why you should, too. I know it's easy to hold on to it, but there's a good reason for it. It's going to mirror a lot of what Steve Gleason said, but I'll tell you why when we come back right here on the Coop Center Hour on Block Talk Radio. Back to the Kook Center Hour right here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we're going to move on here. If you still want to call in and talk about uh, football scheduling, you can do just that, 347-324-3857. Uh, but I do want to move on to this was, you know, obviously the hot-button thing uh, earlier in the week. I think not just uh, we as WSU fans and Cougar alumni kind of responded to so viscerally and so strongly, but everybody, 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 national media, local media all over, fans of the NFL, everybody just absolutely hammered, 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 hammered these guys in Atlanta on. And, uh, you know, I here's I debated something yesterday all day. The audio was made available on Deadspin of the sketch, and there are jokes that are tasteless beyond measure. And I thought about playing it for you, but – you know, I guess I determined if you really want to, you can go out and do it. And these guys have already been canned. Okay? Their names, by the way, in case you forget, Nick Salini, Chris D'Amino, and Steak Shapiro. Boy, that's a 
Yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, these guys have already been canned, okay? So there's no real point in replaying or in playing audio that, A, if you really want to, you can go do. I don't recommend it. It's not something that was good for the ears. It made me more angry. Uh, so I, I decided not to do that. And especially after Steve Gleason uh, put on his Facebook page, I mean, I, I said this yesterday on Twitter, this guy has got to be the greatest human being walking on the face of the earth right now. This is just, I, I can't even get over what an incredible man he is. And I said I was going to tell you why. You need to move past it with these guys um, already. Here's what Steve Gleason said on his Facebook page yesterday. Okay, quote, regarding the DJ skit in Atlanta yesterday, I'd like to thank the public for their support. Defend Team Gleason now has been officially redefined. Additionally, the DJs have provided genuine apology, received and accepted. We've all made mistakes in this life. How we learn from our mistakes is the measure of who we are. I think everyone can learn from this event. It's clear to me that on a national and global scale, ALS is not understood, which is part of why it's underfund or part of why it is underfunded and largely ignored. In the past 36 hours, lots of people have been talking. Let's talk about this. There are zero treatments for ALS. If you take any action as a result of this event, I prefer it to be action to end ALS. See what we're doing to change that at teamgleason.org. What does the man who was insulted, made fun of, and could have been humiliated by these guys do? Don't respond to them with vitriol. Don't scream at them. Don't yell at them. What he says is all this does is illustrate further what people misunderstand about the disease that I have. So instead of yelling at them, come to my website. Let's learn what we can do to fight this together. If I can one day be even a quarter the human being Steve Gleason is, that's a success. We have, over the last year and a half, two years with him, we have all struggled with this together with him because he has been so public about it. And for that, the guy is nothing short of a hero. To have heard this even happen on Monday was incomprehensible, and it almost made me sick. Almost. And then when you listen, when I listened to it Monday night, it made me angry. For someone to attack someone with a debilitating disease that will eventually leave his wife a widow and his son without a father. For someone to make fun of him. For someone who has had the courage to show people what Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, what it is. And how to fight it. He, he's not hiding from anybody. For someone to make fun of him, that's just sickening. But when he comes out and says, look, don't worry about them. All this tells you that you need to know is that not enough people know about ALS, and there is no cure. What a guy. And, and after reading that, I, I really did come to this conclusion. I, you've got to assume, and I'm not a cynical person, okay? So I believe that really and truly – with those three guys who were canned on Monday for doing this, that their apologies to Steve and his family were genuine and that they truly regretted it. And kind of one of my core beliefs, to get personal for a moment, is that everybody deserves a second chance and everybody makes mistakes. And these guys 
made a gigantic mistake, a huge mistake. They may never work in radio again because of it. Trust me, the consequences of what they have done are an insane punishment. And no matter how bad you make them feel, I guarantee you, they already feel as bad as they're ever going to feel. But just move past it. Steve Gleason has accepted their apology, and he wants them to learn from their mistake, and I'm pretty damn sure they have. I'm positive they have. But it was a mistake. We all make them. These guys just happen to make one incredibly publicly and in incredibly bad taste. Okay, we've all told a tasteless joke or two. Say, I know I have. And I'm pretty sure most of you have too. And there's there's not really an exception to that rule. Okay? Even though you think you might not have. The problem is these guys did it publicly and they didn't think better of it. And they should have. But they learned. And as long as they do learn from it, and I'm sure they will, This is something that I think we all, as Steve has, can accept that apology and move on from it. And like he said, if nothing else, it increases the awareness for ALS and helps people donate for a cause or, you know, even just buy your Team Police and No White Flag shirt. That's what it does at the very least. So bravo to Steve Gleason. And uh, I, you know what? Just forget about it, guys. They made a big, big mistake. Downerhead of the Week coming up at our brand-new segment, Libation of the Week. Oh, yes. We'll be taking suggestions for that in the future as well. Right here on the Kook Center Hour on Block Talk Radio. go to Miami Heat fans in game six of the NBA Finals last night. Look, I'm one of the rare people who understands leaving a game early sometimes, okay? If it's during the week and it's the regular season, you got work the next day. Okay, I've been to a couple Dodgers games since I moved to Los Angeles, but I work at six o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning. I can't stay till the end of the game. You kidding me? That's, oh, that's a long time to go, okay? But you never, ever leave an NBA Finals game early 
let alone one that with over a shot clock worth of time left, your team's only down two possessions. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. You don't do that. That's But Miami has really terrible fans anyway. Do you really want to get to uh, Iku Jordan real quick with the Kook Center Hour tweet at us with Kook Center Hour? You can do that with that hashtag. Recordings are going to be online, Jordan. Uh, we will archive them. We'll put them up on the site just as soon as we can after this is done. Uh, so you can hear it again. This is not a one-and-done thing, as you asked. So they will be up again. Final segment, our libation of the week. Uh, I'm drinking Sierra Nevada Summerfest right now, actually. And as a matter of fact, mm, it's pretty good. Nice, nice, clean. It's a, it's a light summer beer, which I do like. I know I got kind of sound girly for that, but uh, I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Nice, light beer. Really good flavor to it, and I, I've really been enjoying it here the last couple of days as well. If you want to make a suggestion for the Kook Center Libation of the Week, kookcenterpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet with the hashtag kookcenterhour. We'll be taking those for a couple of weeks until we get back to our next show. Hey, it's been a great success here on Blog Talk Radio for the first time, and I, I still am amazed I can do this. Well, well, Officer Swanson, you and your friends are dead. You're all dead. Oh, <sighs> Good. He thinks we're zombies. He'll leave us alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been an awful lot of fun. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. We're going to do a beer and liquor show, all that you need for the rest of the summer, and that should be the day before 4th of July, so you know everything you need, right? This has been the Coop Center Hour right here on Blog Talk Radio. Fight, fight, fight for Washington State. Win the victory. Win the day for crimson and gray. Best in the West, we know you'll all do your best, so on, 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 fight till the end. Honor and glory you must win, so fight, fight, fight for Washington State and victory. Let's go!